This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Matthew 11:15. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 7, verse 16, if any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Luke 8 and 8, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 4, 23, if any man hath ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew 13, 43, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 4, 9, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And Matthew 13, 9, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And I think there's one more. Luke 14, 35. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Do you, do you think he wants us to hear? Well, certainly. Certainly he wants us to hear. Now, I've got to thinking about a topic, and so that's what I come up with, how to hear a sermon, 101. And so whatever you have done or whatever you have been taught or whatever... Is your habit, let's say, forget all those things, and let's start with very basic things on sermons and how to hear sermons. And the first thing is not a shock at all, but listen. Now, I probably shouldn't have to say listen, but I will tell you as a person who's behind the pulpit a lot, I look into the audience and I can see you. Okay, I can tell if you're listening. I know if you're listening. I know if you're not listening. I had a fellow slept through a whole sermon one time after church. He said, boy, that's good. You've done a good job. And I thought, you, you can't know. There, it's impossible. I see people work on their nails and bite their fingernails. And I see people play with babies and hide behind babies. I just want you to know, I can tell if you're listening or not listening. And I go to places that people just don't listen. And so maybe you think, well, it's given that we should listen, and I suppose in some ways it is. But it's important that we listen because listening is the foundation to obedience to God. In the book of Acts chapter 17, there verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind. I want you to remember that phrase, readiness of mind. And search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. These Christians, he calls them noble or more noble than other Christians because they had a mindset of, I want to hear. I want to know what's being said and I want to know the words of life. I want to take those things and I want to put them in my mind and in my heart and I want to use them to better my life. And so I want you to give thought to that today. I want to look at the meanings of readiness of mind. It from Strong's is predisposition, alacrity, forwardness of mind, or readiness or willingness of mind is the meaning of the word. Thayer is a little more uh, simple as, as always, but he says zeal, spirit, eagerness, inclination, readiness of mind. Are you here today with an eagerness to hear God's word, to learn from God's word? That's what we need. That's the number one thing that will help you as a Christian is if you come here, you should come here, but when you're here, listen. 
and have an attitude of, I want to hear. Maybe I'm not your favorite preacher. I'm sorry about that if I'm not. I wish the favorite was here. But even if it's not your favorite or maybe the most dynamic, engage and have a ready, willing mind to learn those things that are taught. <clears throat> okay. Not listening is worse than not coming. It's, it's, not, it's worse. Because if you come here and don't listen, you're just wasting your time. And the fact is, God knows if you listen or don't listen. 1 Peter 2 verse 2, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The key word here is desire. We need to have a desire for the word of God. And that means to long for. We want to have. We want to grab. I want to ask you a question. Do you reject God's word as unworthy to hear? Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you sit there playing with your fingernails, if you're fiddling with the baby to avoid listening, then you're rejecting God's word as not worth listening to. Now, I want to tell you something. When a commercial comes on the TV, my mind just it runs off to la-la land because I just don't care. And I, they aggravate me. I look at the thing. Can I skip ahead? I don't want to hear this. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe you're here today and you have a baby and, and it has to be tended to. I understand that. I understand that. Don't take that wrong. I've seen, I've seen men and women hide behind a baby so that they don't listen. James 1 verse 19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let everyone be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Matthew 13 and verse 13, he says, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because seeing they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. I was in a church one time years ago, and a fellow said, You know what? I get up and teach things that are not even right, just to see if anyone's listening. And I said, my friend, that is sin. You ought to be ashamed of that. He said, nobody's ever said a word. I said, doesn't make any difference. You're not here to determine whether or not they're listening. God can do that. We have the opportunity, uh, obligation to teach truth. In John 6, verse 68, Simon Peter said to Lord, To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Do you realize that you may hear something today that will save your soul eternity? You may hear something on any given Sunday or Wednesday at any gospel meeting that you go to. You may hear something, you young people, that will change the course of your life from misery to happiness, from failure and sorrow, and nothing but a life of pain, to a life of productivity, to a life of joy, to a life of blessings for other people by listening to the Word of God. How many people have heard sermon after sermon after sermon but not listened? I raised three wonderful children. They've grown up to be wonderful people, I believe. I've son, my, I got a son that I love. And every once in a while, I'll be telling Zane, I'll say, I'm, I'll explain something to him, and I can look at him, and he, he's, he's, just, he's got these foggy eyes. He ain't listening. I'll go, you ain't listening to me. He'll go, what, huh, what, what? Listen to me. 
Because we can hear the words, the, the words coming out. We've got to listen and put these things in our hearts. Okay, once we've listened, then we've got to examine. What are you hearing? Is it true? What are you hearing? Again, Acts 17. These folks were noble because they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. You're going to hear things occasionally from the pulpit that's not right. Occasionally. But it's up to you to be the judge of that. You need to study and you need to take and compare what you hear with the scriptures. And I for one and one I have a lot of scripture. And I think most of our teachers here do. And I think it's a wonderful thing. <clears throat> is what I'm hearing true? The only way to know is to compare it with scripture. So you've got to examine what you hear. Number two. Is what I'm hearing scriptural? You need to write it down. Write down questions you have. Now this is 101. Take some notes and examine what you're hearing. Compare the teachings and compare the doctrines against the Word of God. And it may be that you need to come to me or some other teacher and say, Hey, I don't understand what you're saying or I don't know if it's right. I'm trying to make sure I understand. You may have to go to some preacher someday and say, Look, this just doesn't line up with Scripture. Because if you hear things that are not true and you believe things that are not true, then you're deceived. Well, who deceives people? The devil. The devil deceives. And the devil will twist and rest the scriptures. Finally, number three, does what I believe agree with truth? Maybe you're listening today and you hear something. You go, well, that, that's not how I've thought. I hadn't felt that. I've thought wrong. I've believed wrong things. I've had a wrong attitude. I've had a wrong spirit about me. So we've got to be thinking and examining what we hear. Not only listen, but scrutinize what we hear. Is it true? Is it scriptural? Does, does what I believe agree with those things? He says in Colossians 3 verse 16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. We should have these things within us so that we can examine these things. And they've got to dwell in our mind for a little while. And I'll tell you, I'm bad because things grab my attention. There's a lot of things that are vying for our attention. A lot of things. And we just, before we know it, we're picking up a phone. We're talking with people. We're listening to the radio. We need to let God's word dwell within us. You need to let God's words dwell in you so that you get the benefit of that examination. Another passage, verse 2, Colossians 3. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Develop a, a habit of dwelling on these things because you're going to hear things here every Sunday, two rounds if you'll come both times. If you'll come Wednesday night, you'll hear another round of teaching that's going to help you. And if you put your mind on those things and dwell on things and... You really get the good out of them that way. They're going to benefit you and bless you. John 8 verse 31. Jesus, the Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word. What does it mean? 
read every once in a while? Hear a passage and forget it? What does it mean to continue in my word? It means to dwell in it. It means to think on it. It means to get down in it and wall around in it. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I studied the Bible one time with a lady, and she said, wait a minute, you'll, just, you'll know the truth. The Bible says that. You'll know the truth. I said, ma'am. She said, it's what the Bible says. I said, yes, the Bible says that. It doesn't say you'll just automatically know the truth. It says if you read and study the Word of God and you dwell on it and you think about it and you examine it, if you continue in it, then you'll know the truth. She said, I've never read that verse. I said, you need to read more. You need to think about these things. Don't just pick one thing out and build a life on it. Think about all of it. Romans 16 and verse 18. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. A lot of people are deceived. By what? Things that sound good. Teachings that sound good. And if we'll be examiners of the word of God, if you'll dedicate yourself to examine his word, then you'll be wiser. It'll give you wisdom when you compare those things up against his word. I want to read Matthew 24, verses 24 and 25. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. A lot of people are going to be deceived. Why? Because we're easily deceived. The Bible over and over again says, Uh, talks about being deceived. Romans 7 verse 11, sin taking occasion by the commandment, deceive me. And so you need to be careful today that you listen carefully to what's said and you examine those things very carefully. Years ago, we went to a congregation. The preacher got up and taught some things that I didn't really think was correct. We were visiting at that place. Uh, There were comments made during the, the communion that I didn't really like. And when we got in a, we, we rented a taxi, that's how long ago this been, we rode a taxi. Landry, have you ever rode a taxi? You probably rode an Uber, hadn't you? You hadn't rode a taxi. We sat down in the taxi and I started in a, 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 a rant to my kids about the sermon and the taxi drivers got to hear it. Well, I talked to them about what was said at the communion table. I don't believe it was true. So we had a discussion about those things on the way home from church, but if I hadn't been listening or I hadn't been willing to examine those things, then deception can creep in. 1 Corinthians 3.18, Let no man deceive himself. When I was about 14 years old, uh, my grandparents, Joe and Nelda, said, we're going to go fishing, Sean. We want you to go fishing. We went over to Foss, and I don't know how many days. We fished four or five days or something and had a really good time. I was maybe 13 or 14, I don't know. And she was down the bank from me. We was just fishing on the bank. I couldn't stand still. I was running around here and there, and she hollered at me, Sean, come here, come here. I don't know if you remember this. I run down there. She said, look here on the ground. It's an arrowhead. 
And right there on the bank, right on the ground, was an arrowhead. And I said, my land. I reached down and picked it up, and it scared me so bad, I dropped it. It was an old piece of liver she had thrown down on the ground. And she laughed. She said, don't feel bad. I picked it up and done the same thing a while ago. <laughs> Sometimes we're deceived. Sometimes we deceive ourselves. Well, I want you to know the devil's working to deceive you. The devil hates you. The devil wants you to be deceived. He wants you to be lost. He wants you to suffer and die. He wants to grind you into powder. Listen to me carefully. The, you'll deceive yourself if you're not careful. Our own ideas and our own thoughts will deceive us. 2 Corinthians 13, 15. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. You need to examine carefully what you hear. If you hear and don't examine what you have heard, then you have only heard noise. And you've not got any truth. Number three, you need to meditate. Meditate. Dwell on and think on what you've heard. Psalms 119 verse 115. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Meditation, I used to think it was something hippies did or something. But meditation is just thinking about God's word in a prayerful way. How can I apply this? How will it help me? Again, Psalms 119, 148. My hands also will I lift up, on, up unto thy commandments which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Visited with a fellow a couple of years ago, and he was a farmer, and we was out there standing by his tractor, and he had a white tractor, and on the fender was all these verses. He just would write, he had a pencil in his pocket, and I said, uh, what are you doing to your tractor? He said, well, I, I work on sermons, and I think about sermons while I'm riding along my tractor, and I didn't have a cab, so he said, I just reach over and write down something I want to remember on the fender of my tractor. I said, well, that's a pretty good idea. What he's doing is meditating. He's taking what he's been thinking about, and he's writing it down. He's looking at it. He's thinking about it from this angle or that angle. Psalms 143, verse 5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. We should give thought while we're driving down the road to godly things and to the words that we've heard. We should dwell on these things. When we're standing there looking at our face while we're brushing our teeth, we need to occupy our mind and muse on those things. The word muse means to converse with oneself. Now, my, my wife's going to hit me after church, but y'all can all watch and keep me safe. This morning I said, what are you saying? What are you talking to in there? She said, I'm talking to myself. I said, well, okay, have a good talk. And I don't know what she's talking about because I couldn't hear it. We need to take God's word and we need to wallow it around in our mind and really think about it. Really dwell on it. That's the idea. John 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's going to help you to have God in your mind through His words. Verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. We need to take that life and we need to put it in our mind and think about those things and meditate on those things. John 6, 48, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. We need to take the bread of life. We need to put it in our mouth and we need to chew it and chew it just like an old cow chewing her cud. 
You need to roll it around in your mind. You need to dwell on it. You need to pray about it. Help me understand this, Heavenly Father. We need to take those things and put them in our heart and meditate and dwell on those things. He says in Deuteronomy 6, is a beautiful passage of Scripture from the old book, beginning in verse 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. Well, how are we going to get them in our heart? We've got to think about them. We've got to dwell on them. We've got to roll them around and around in our mind. He says, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. He continues and says, Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. They shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and upon thy gates. What's he describing here? Incorporating them into our life. Take a passage from the sermon, write it down and tape it to the refrigerator. Tape it on the dash of your car. Tape it on the mirror in your bathroom. Think about it. When you sit down to have supper, talk about these things. When you get in the car to leave here, you ask your kids, what was the sermon about? Did you have any questions about anything? What were the main points? What was the best thing about the sermon? And I want to tell you something, if you do that with your kids every day, they're going to learn. If you'll do that for yourself every day, if you dwell on those things and think about those things, if you'll read those verses morning, noon, and night, I'm going to tell you, you're going to learn a whole lot. And you're going to put it in your mind where it'll stay in your mind. 1 Timothy 4 verse 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not, not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Now the next passage, what I want you to really notice. Net, meditate on these things. On what? The reading, the doctrine, the teachings. Think on them, dwell on them. And develop a habit when you're riding down the road, you think about these things. Develop a habit when you're fixing supper, you think about these things. Now notice what he says. Give thyself wholly to them. What do you give yourself to? You give yourself to social media? You give yourself 100% to work? You give yourself to any little distraction that comes along in life, and plenty of them do. Give yourself wholly to them. What His Word. Meditating on it, dwelling on it. And when you do, thy profiting may appear to all. You'll, you'll profit. You will benefit. You will grow. Are you in God's Word or someplace else? So think on meditating on these things. Finally, number four is apply. You learn something here. What good is if it if you don't apply? Apply it to your life. What is, what is it that you need to change? What is it that you could be stronger about? What is it you could dedicate yourself greater to? What is it that you could do to make a difference in your life or someone else's life? Apply what you've learned. 2 Corinthians 8 Verse 11, now therefore perform the doing of it. I mean, it's, a, it, 
it's the whole just do it. Perform it. That as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. And I think specifically in this passage he was talking about giving financially. I think that's the idea he was talking about here, a financial do it. Take what you've learned and use it. Act on it to be a better Christian. Act on it to be a better man, a better woman. Act on it so that you walk more closely with God. Act on it and use it out in the field where you go to embrace somebody, to engage somebody that's lost. Act on it and use it to help other people be better people. Don't you want to be the kind of a person that makes other people better? You know what? We can't do that by ourselves. We've got to have God's Word to do that. Mark 10, verse 21. Jesus beholding him loved him. Now this is the occasion where we call the rich young ruler. He comes to Jesus and says, what do I need to do? I want to go to heaven. What do I have to do? And Jesus starts telling him to keep the commandments. And he said, I've done all that. I've done. I've done all that. No, Jesus looked at him and loved him. And he said unto him, one thing thou lackest. Now, if you're familiar with the, the rest of the story, the one thing was the big thing. The thing. The challenge of that man's life. And Jesus just adeptly went, here's the one thing. And you know what? Every one of us have got one thing, one big thing. We struggle with, we wrestle with, we fight with, and it gives us trouble. Jesus said, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. You know what? He was sad at that saying, and he went away grieved, for he had great possessions. Guess what? He didn't do it. What the Lord said, I need you to do, couldn't do it. Why couldn't he do it? Because he loved his possessions. Well, you know what? There's going to be something that's great in your life, like possessions. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's some other thing in your life. Every one of us have something. Don't tell me there's not something. And unless you dedicate yourself to read and listen, unless you dedicate yourself to examine Unless you dedicate and meditate and put effort and work, that one thing will dominate you. And you won't do the one thing the Lord asked. Well, what did he do? He went away. He was sad. You know what he went away? A loser. disobedient, deceived. That's what he went away. James says it this way, James 1.21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word. How do we do it? We got to take all those things that we've thought about, we've examined, we've dwelt on, and we got to act. I'm going to do it. And we got to pull on our boots, we got to tighten our belt, and we got to go do what the Lord has asked us to do. It's a great challenge to move when He says move, 
to stand when he says stand, to speak when he says speak, and to be quiet when he says be quiet. That's doing his will. And that's what we're all here today because we want to do. I need help doing it. You need help doing it. Luke 6, verse 40, the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect, the word means complete, shall be as his master. Be a doer. Be a doer. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. I want to ask you a question. Are you fighting the good fight today? I mean, are you really engaged in the war of good and evil? Because every day, the devil puts on his armor, he, he puts on his weapons, and he goes to war every day. Or are you just plodding along through life, ignoring the things that count, not dedicating yourself to be a laborer and a worker, a soldier in the kingdom of God? Are you fighting are you drifting? So I'll tell you, if you're not doing the will of God, if you're not applying yourself to those things, the devil's got you right where he wants you. Deceived. Matthew 7. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded on a rock. These things matter. They're simple, very simple. Listen, examine, meditate, do it simple. That's why it's 101. I started to name this How to Hear a Sermon for Dummies. But I thought I'd probably get in trouble. I'd probably get in trouble for that. But if we don't do these things, the devil just has a field day. He makes us ineffective. You know how many parents have come to me and said, I didn't ever teach my kids. I, had, I raised my kids. I never taught them nothing. You know what? They went to church every Sunday. You know, people have struggled with things in their lives that the answer is real simple. Just read God's word and think on that word and meditate it and go do what you ought to do. Do you know something? God's word cannot help you if you don't do it. It won't help us. And we've got to take and apply these things and be doers. I'm going to ask you to get out your songbook today. <clears throat> Thank you for listening today. You've been a good audience. I didn't see anybody playing with their fingernails. And I appreciate that. Psalms 119, 131. I opened my mouth and panted. I longed for thy commandments. 119, verse 60. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. 
Verse 59, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. Verse 24, thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. 133, order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Verse 112, I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. Verse 2, blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Are you seeking God with everything you have today? Is what you're doing enough? Is it enough? With eternity at stake, is it enough? Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.